Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. several days leading up to NFL week nine, uh, hopefully giving you everything you need to get your fantasy lineups right where you want them. Uh, Per usual, please email us any and all fantasy football questions or comments at tckpod at gmail.com and be sure to send us a DM on Instagram at the candlestick kids hashtag tckpod. As usual, we got a lot to cover, so let's go ahead and get rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh, well, what we have here, Doctor, is, um, is an extraordinary situation. Is it? Oh, you better believe it. Now, you listen to me. I want details, and I want them right now. I don't have a job. I have no place to go. You're not in the mood. Well, you get in the mood. You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. I'm Ron Burgundy. All right. Hello, everybody. Hope you all are having a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into the news and notes here, starting off with a little bit of uh, bye week business. Just want to, as always, uh, keep everyone apprised as to who is on bye. Probably by this point, I think most of you are probably already aware of it, but uh, just in case... 
the Indianapolis Colts, Cincinnati Bengals, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, Arizona Cardinals, and Jacksonville Jaguars are all on by in week nine. So uh, a lot of roster spots to fill. Hopefully this podcast will give you a little bit of information as to how to best do that. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. First, uh, some 49ers related news. Of course, uh, 49ers already got through their game in, in a big win uh, on Thursday night against the Oakland Raiders, but just a kind of a couple news items to cover for them. The Press Democrat reports that Nick Mullins, quarterback Nick Mullins, will most likely start week 10 against the New York Giants. Uh, the 49ers plan to wait until next week to formally announce their starter. Uh, Mullen had one of the better debuts in NFL history on Thursday night, but it came against uh, a barely there and, of course, not really trying Raiders defense, so it's important to keep that in mind. Uh, with C.J. Beathard trending down before his injury, the 49ers seem reasonably likely to stay with Mullen for at least another game. Um, in a plus matchup with the Giants, he is, I would say, potentially on the Week 10 streaming radar. Uh, in highly unfortunate news, uh, uh, running back Raheem Mostert, uh, who broke his arm in horrific fashion in Thursday night's game, will be placed on injured reserve. Uh, he will undergo season-ending en- surgery. Uh, actually, I believe he already has undergone a, se- a, season en- a season-ending surgery. Uh, Matt Breida and Alfred Morris will continue to lead the backfield in his absence. Okay, moving on to the Chicago Bears. Uh, linebacker Khalil Mack is officially questionable for week nine against the Bills. He's been sort of perennially uh, nursing an ankle injury. Uh, he's uh, expected to get uh, uh, um, sorry, got in a limited practice on Friday after sitting it out, sitting out Wednesday and Thursday. Um, the stud pass rusher has been operating at much less than 100 percent. And realistically, the Bears likely won't need him against a Bills team trotting out Nate Peterman at quarterback. Uh, we would I'll, I'll go ahead and say that I think Mack will be a true game time decision. Uh, Chicago Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson, who's been nursing a groin injury, is also questionable for week nine. Uh, He got in a limited practice on Friday, giving him at least something of a chance to suit up on Sunday in Buffalo. Um, If he were to get the green light, he'd be in a a very difficult matchup against shutdown cornerback Trey Davius White. Uh, Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who are on bye this week, but just one sort of minor bit of nose. Uh, news, I should say. Uh, AJ Green, uh, who's uh, apparently had something of a toe injury, was spotted wearing a walking boot this past Tuesday. However, the Cincinnati Enquirer reported that AJ Green will be fine and that the, the boot is merely precautionary. Um, with the Bengals on by for week nine, Green, who has dealt with toe injuries before, should be ready to rock and roll uh, for week 10. Moving on to the Buffalo Bills, uh, it is official that Derek Anderson, who uh, was diagnosed with a concussion, will not play in Week Nine against the Bears. Uh, he really wasn't expected to play since uh, he was his, he has been unable to practice after being concussed on Monday night against the New England Patriots. Uh, Nate Peterman will make his second start of the season uh, with only Matt Barkley, who was just signed on Wednesday, backing him up. Uh, of course, if any of you who listened to uh, our, our episode on Fridays knows that I picked the Bills to win this game for some reason i just thought i'd go out on a limb uh the reality of the situation is is that i'm an idiot and the bears defense will probably score more points than the entirety of the bills offense okay wkbw's joe buscaglia reports that the bills could move 
Andre Holmes back to special teams, allowing newly signed wide receiver Terrell Pryor to play a legitimate offensive role on Sunday. Uh, Holmes has played nearly half of Buffalo's offensive snaps this season. Buscaglia notes that Pryor and the Bills have both pointed out how quickly he's learning the playbook, which could ultimately lead to the uber-talented receiver playing a significant role on offense only six days after signing. Given their horrendous skill depth, Buffalo would be wise to give Pryor reps on, uh, potentially give Pryor some reps at quarterback as well. Uh, it's still a concern uh, as to whether Nate Peterman can even get him the ball when he's out there. So I wouldn't say he's playable at this point, uh, but nevertheless, uh, still probably a lot of talent uh, in that body. And uh, I would definitely keep Terrell Pryor potentially as a name to, to keep in mind. Okay, uh, moving on to the Buffalo, oh, excuse me, the Denver Broncos. Uh, running back Royce Freeman is officially questionable for Week Nine against the Texans. Uh, he's been nursing an ankle injury. Apparently, tried to give it a go on Thursday, but reportedly was not able to do so, to do enough to be considered limited. At this point, I would say he's a true question mark for Sunday. Uh, if he's unable to suit up, rookie Philip Lindsay would again garner high end running back one consideration in what should be a terrific game script at home. Uh, Devontae Booker would stay playing a role on passing downs behind Lindsay, making him something of a deep league uh, PPR flex play. All right. And probably the biggest Broncos related news of the week, uh, the Houston Texans acquired wide receiver Demarius Thomas from the Broncos in exchange for a fourth round pick. Uh, the teams will also be swapping seventh rounders. Not bad compensation, really, for a 30 year old in what's essentially a, a contract year. Uh, Thomas has been in steady decline since the Broncos 2015 Super Bowl season, uh, but he remains durable and reasonably effective. He will certainly be an upgrade for the Texans in three receiver sets after they lost Will Fuller for the season. Thomas will also have a much improved quarterback situation. Uh, he should be a more bankable wide receiver three than he was with Case Keenum. Uh, his arrival does put a dent in Kiki Kuti's wide receiver three outlook. More, more on him in a bit. Uh, but one uh, another kind of related bit of news that needs to be covered, of course, speaking after the Demarius Thomas trade, G uh, general manager John Elway said that it gives Cortland Sutton a chance to, uh, quote, a chance to get out there and play more and be a bigger part of it because we think he's ready to go. Uh, Sutton was probably one of the biggest winners of trade deadline day, if not the biggest winner of all of them. Uh, he figures to solidify himself into Demarius Thomas's old role as an every down player next to Emmanuel Sanders uh, with fellow rookie Deshaun Hamilton working in as the third wideout. Uh, Sutton has routinely come up with big big plays the first eight weeks and was second on the team in air yards the last two weeks. Uh, Sutton is undoubtedly the top ad of the week on waivers as an upside wide receiver to the rest of the way. Uh, moving on to the Cleveland Browns, Rashard Higgins uh, is questionable for week nine against the Chiefs. He's been out uh, since week five, nursing a sprained MCL. He practiced Thursday and Friday, giving him at least a decent chance to return uh, this week. Uh, Antonio Callaway also rolled his ankle Thursday in practice and sat Friday. He is also questionable. Higgins probably has the better chance of the two to suit up this weekend against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans was removed from the Week 9 injury report. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday and was limited Thursday, but get, getting taken off the injury report confirms that he is fully healthy, was dealing with something of a minor knee issue. After a downswing with Jameis Winston, a quarterback, Evans should benefit from the Bucs turning back to Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
Uh, Bucks rookie running back Ronald Jones is expected to miss a few weeks with a hamstring injury. This narrows Tampa Bay's three-man backfield to two, which should help the fantasy stock of Peyton Barber just a bit. Uh, Jacquez Rogers has been working as the Bucks' primary passing down back. Uh, I would say that Ronald Jones at this point is droppable in all season-long leagues, uh, at least leagues that are not keeper or dynasty leagues. Uh, let's see. Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers, I think that's the first time in this entire pop project podcast that I actually correctly said the city in which the Chargers are currently playing. Uh, They are indeed the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, star running back, of course, is questionable for week nine against the Seahawks. Uh, He missed uh, week seven uh, with a hamstring injury. And of course, the Chargers were on by last week. He was a full participant in practice on Friday. Uh, He's had two full weeks to heal leading up to this Sunday's game. Uh, So I would say that he's reasonably likely to play. Uh, even if uh, Gordon does play, Austin Eckler will continue to have standalone value as an RB3 slash flex, op- flex option behind Gordon. Both are tremendous options, even when playing together against uh, Seattle's questionable defense this Sunday. In rare kicker-related news, Chargers kicker Caleb Sturgis will return for Week 9. He's been nursing a quad injury. Uh, the Chargers telegraphed the move by waving Mike Bagley Uh Sturgis missed week six and seven, but got healthy during their week eight bye. He will always be in the kicker one mix uh, for the Chargers' extremely high-scoring offense. Brief bit of Kansas City Chiefs-related news. Tyreek Hill fully participated in practice on Friday. Uh, he's been nursing something of a groin injury. Hill, his week of practice has been something of a roller coaster, going from full to limited and then back to full again. But it's possible this was always part of their process to ensure that he's ready for Sunday's game. He's expected to play against Cleveland's new regime this upcoming weekend. They, uh, fantasy owners can keep him locked in as a true wide receiver one. Uh, on to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, offensive coordinator Scott Linehan said that newly acquired wide receiver Amari Cooper will play a significant amount of snaps on Monday. We're not really easing him in, Linehan continued. Uh, this is something that Sky actually noted in one of the, uh, our podcasts earlier this week, that uh, it seemed reasonably likely that Jerry Jones would put him in here just as a kind of a proof of concept that they didn't screw up in uh, acquiring him. Uh, it is worth noting that the Cowboys, I think it's pretty much the consensus that the Cowboys overpaid considerably for him. So I don't think anybody was expecting them to just ease him in anyway. Uh, it's still a question mark how much of an impact he's going to make on a run first offense that doesn't go downfield very often. Uh, the Titans very underwhelming secondary will be a kind of a good first test to see how the Cowboys utilize Amari. Keep, uh, keep posted on this situation for sure. Uh, Moving on to the Miami Dolphins, Kenny Stills is questionable for week nine against the Jets. Uh, He's been nursing a groin injury. Uh, He returned to a limited practice on Friday, giving him at least a chance to suit up against New York in week nine. If he does play, it would likely be a downgrade for Devontae Parker, who drew, drew a team high nine targets in last week's loss to Houston. Uh, In less significant uh, Dolphins-related news, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that quarterback Ryan Tannehill is at least two weeks away from returning. He's been dealing with a capsule injury in his shoulder. He resumed throwing with trainers this week but didn't practice. Uh, Brock Osweiler will start Sunday and looks likely to remain the starter at least through Week 10. The Dolphins don't have a timetable for Tannehill but expect him back this season. Okay, on to the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, who are, are on by this week, but nevertheless made a big splash with arguably uh, the, the biggest trade deadline move this season, uh, acquiring wide receiver Golden Tate from the uh, De- uh, Detroit Lions in exchange for a third-round pick. 
Although now 30, Tate remains one of the league's best after-the-catch receivers and is a perfect fit for what the Eagles want to do on offense. He also addresses a drastic need for the defending Super Bowl champions. The Eagles will no longer have to run Jordan Matthews out there for 30 snaps per game. Uh, It's interesting that each of Tate, uh, Nelson Aguilar, and Jordan Matthews are best utilized in the slot, though Tate is capable of playing outside if need be. Uh, Tate's arrival is unequivocally bad news for Aguilar, who has had a poor season since Carson Wentz's return. Uh, As for the Lions, TJ Jones will now slide into three receiver sets alongside Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Galladay, Hashtag Galladay season is back on. Uh, Tate will be a free agent after this season. Uh, Some minor news from the Atlanta Falcons camp. uh, Wide receiver Mohamed Sanu returned to practice on Friday. Uh, He should be good to go on Sunday against the Redskins, though it's going to be a tough matchup on the road outdoors for the Falcons, who have scored 12 and 17 points in their two outdoor road games this season. Uh, Sanu slots in at something something of a wide receiver four. Okay, a little bit of Jacksonville Jaguars-related news, another team that is on by, uh, but want to report that Blake Bortles apparently has an injury to his left non-throwing shoulder, but is expected to be fine for Week 10 against the Colts. He has the the bye week this week, as I said, to get right, whatever right is in the world of Blake Bortles. Uh, As insurance, the Jaguars signed Landry Jones on Wednesday. He'll likely handle some practice reps next week, uh, so Cody Kessler doesn't have to do it all. Uh, Moving on to the injury-riddled New York Jets. Uh, First, a bit of positive injury-related news for them. They activated running back Elijah McGuire from injured reserve, who has been uh, uh, recovering from a foot issue. Uh, McGuire is expected to make his season debut against the Dolphins this week, which will send rookie Trenton Cannon back to reserve and special teams duties. McGuire should operate as the change-up specialist to early down banger Isaiah Crowell. Uh, McGuire, I would say, is worth an ad in in most 12, 12 and 14-team leagues. Uh, in problematic receiver news for the New York Jets, uh, Quincy Nunwa is listed as questionable for Week 9 against the Dolphins, as is Robbie Anderson, both of whom are dealing with injury, uh, ankle injuries. Both wideouts were listed as DNP Wednesday and Thursday after before getting in limited sessions on Friday. Uh, Fridays are generally light work days. Uh, I would say that I'm doubting that either plays against Miami this uh, Sunday. On to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Besides the aforementioned trade of Golden Tate, some other uh, sort of uh, relevant news items to cover here. Theo Riddick, running back Theo Riddick, will play in Week 9 against the Falcons. Carryon Johnson has benefited immensely without Riddick the past two games, hitting season-high marks in carries, targets, and routes run. With Riddick back, it's likely Coach Matt Patricia and the offense go back to their ways of old and keep the third down back heavily involved out of the backfield. Uh, Johnson's athleticism is enough to overcome decreased usage, but he'll still need to be downgraded to an RB3 slash flex option in Week 9. Uh, according to the Detroit Free Press's Dave Burkett, uh, undrafted free agent Brandon Powell has been pegged as the heir apparent to Golden Tate as the Lions' slot receiver. Signed as an undrafted free agent out of Florida in May, Powell led the Lions in catches and receiving yards in the preseason and was taken under Tate's wing all summer. Uh, Tate was quoted, as, quoted last month as saying, I'm going to teach Powell everything I know that I can possibly teach him to succeed in this league because I think he's a great talent. Uh, uh, He excites me when I watch. He actually reminds me of a young me, but even better. Uh, As I said earlier, a lot of uh, experts and analysts have pegged TJ Jones as the natural fill-in with Tate gone, but it seems like Powell might get a look, especially later in the season. Uh, I would say Powell needs to be added in deep dynasty leagues, uh, 
But for teams, uh, I, would, I wouldn't expect him necessarily to have a huge impact this season. We'll see how the situation plays out, though. Okay, on to the Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver Geronimo Allison, who's nursing hamstring and groin injuries, will not play in Week 9 against the Patriots. He really wasn't expected to play uh, after popping up as doubtful on Friday. Uh, Randall Cobb is also questionable with a hamstring hamstring injury. Uh, Whether he suits up or not, Marquez Valdez-Scantling should still work as the team's number two receiving option behind Devontae Adams. Uh, I would consider him a safe wide receiver three across from uh, Stephen Gilmore's inevitable shadow coverage on Adams. Okay, uh, on to the Carolina Panthers. Wide receiver Torrey Smith is officially out for week nine against the Bucs. He's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, fire up your DJ Moore shares. Moore is again expected to start after playing a season-high 70% of the snaps last week against the Ravens and piling up 129 yards on seven first-half touches uh, before the Panthers sat on the ball in the second half. Um, the, the uh, Worth noting, of course, that they're playing the Bucs, who are number 32 in points allowed to wideouts. Okay, on to the New England Patriots. Wide receiver Julian Edelman is questionable officially for Week 9 against the Packers. He got in limited practices Thursday and Friday. Uh, There hasn't been any concern from beat writers about his availability for Sunday night. Uh, He's one of 13 Patriots, in fact, listed as questionable. Ultimately, we expect him to be out there playing his normal snaps, coming off of a 100-yard game. Uh, But nevertheless, situation, of course, worth monitoring. Uh, Tight end Rob Gronkowski, nursing both back and ankle issues, is officially questionable as well for Week 9 against the Packers. He returned to practice Friday after sitting Thursday, so again, I expect him to be out there on Sunday night. It's been certainly a frustrating first half with Gronk at less than 100%, not scoring since Week 1, not eclipsing 100 yards since the opener either. Uh, As a Gronk owner myself, I can can relate to this frustration. Uh, Anytime he's out there, though, he's a top five tight end, uh, no doubt about it. Okay, uh, and a last bit of uh, Patriots-related news. Running back Sony Michel is questionable for Week 9 against the Packers. Uh, He's been out, uh, or he missed uh, last week due to a knee issue. Um, He attended practice on a limited basis this week. Uh, There's added risk with New England playing in prime time, but all signs point to Michel suiting up for Sunday night showdown with Green Bay. Uh, his return should shouldn't have should not have much of an impact on James White, who does most of his damage damage, of course, as a pass catcher out of the backfield. A uh, brief bit of news from the Los Angeles Rams: Wide receiver Cooper Cup has been officially removed from the Week Nine injury report. Uh, he was expected to return from his knee injury this week, but getting taken off the injury report, of course, confirms that he won't be on any snap restrictions or anything along those lines. He is a wide receiver too for Sunday's projected shootout with the New Orleans Saints. Okay, and a last bit of trade deadline relevant news. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens acquired running back Ty Montgomery from the Packers in exchange for a 20, 2020 seventh round pick. Uh, the sometimes receiver-ish player uh, has one of the league's most versatile skill sets for a running back, but was seeing limited work in the Packers' backfield, touching the ball just 41 times in seven contests. Montgomery had a few monster games over the past three years in Green Bay, but also has had trouble staying healthy. He'll add a new element to the Ravens' backfield that has traditionally been a receiving threat, but has not been really this season. Uh, Montgomery is, is, I would say, certainly a massive upgrade on Buck Allen. Uh, The move comes just two days after a Montgomery special teams fumble cost the Packers dearly in Los Angeles. Uh, It's worth noting from the Packers' perspective that this clears the deck for Aaron Jones to be the lead dog over there. 
Okay, and a last bit of uh, Ravens-related news. Running back Alex Collins is expected to play Week 9 against the Steelers. Collins was a full participant in practice on Friday and seems fully good to go for Sunday's contest. Uh, it's still a nightmarish spot since the Ravens will be without starting tackles uh, Ronnie Stanley and James Hurst in the team's debut of its new three-headed backfield committee. Uh, note that Collins hadn't, hadn't played 50% of Baltimore snaps in any game prior to Ty Montgomery joining the team. So uh, he's definitely an iffy play this week. Uh, moving on to the thoroughly injury decimated Washington Redskins. Uh, first, Chris Thompson officially out uh, for week nine against the Falcons, uh, leaving pass game work to Capri Bibbs. Potentially, I'll cover him in just a sec, uh, behind workhorse Adrian Peterson. Uh, Peterson has been nails over the last month, carrying the offense entirely and will remain a rock solid wide receiver, or excuse me, running back too. Uh, more about Capri Bibbs. He himself is listed as questionable for week nine against the Falcons, uh, dealing with something of a shoulder injury. He got in three limited practice this week and uh, three limited practices this week and should be fine uh, and should be be serving as the change of pace to Adrian Peterson with Chris Thompson out. Uh, if this one ends up with the Redskins chasing points against Atlanta, Bibbs could see some expanded work in the passing game. Ultimately, though, I would say he's not an overly intriguing fantasy play. Uh, and slightly better news for the Redskins, tight end Jordan Reed was not listed on the Redskins' final injury report for Week 9 uh, against the Falcons. He started the week as a limited participant at practice due to a neck issue, but returned to full work on Thursday and Friday. With Washington running its offense through Adrian Peterson, Reed has been a relative disappointment this year, managing a tepid 29 catches for 306 yards and a touchdown through seven, uh, seven games. That said, he gets an enticing matchup Sunday against an injury-decimated Falcon secondary. That alone, I would say, is enough to put him potentially in the tight end one conversation. Uh, okay, uh, wide receiver Paul Richardson uh, is officially questionable for Week 9 against the Falcons. Uh, he's been ailing the past few weeks with shoulder and knee injuries, but still managed to take the field. Even so, has, his reps have not led to any significant fantasy production. We expect he'll play Sunday, but again, Adrian Peterson remains the true beneficiary. Uh, Sons, Chris Thompson, and also Jamison Crowder, who is officially out for Week 9. Uh, he'll be his fourth straight, fourth straight absence due to an ankle issue. Uh, the fact that he was ruled out as early in the week as he was in Thursday on Thursday does not particularly bode well for his Week 10 status either. Okay, so that covers the absolutely crushed uh, Washington Redskins offense right now. Uh, on to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, much more good news here. Alvin Kamara returned to practice on Friday. He was apparently under the weather on Thursday, but there was never any concern about his status for Week 9. Coming off of a two-touchdown explosion last week in Minnesota, the reigning offensive rookie of the year will be an upper echelon RB1 on Sunday when the Saints host the undefeated Los Angeles Rams. Uh, wide receiver Michael Thomas was a full participant on practice uh, at practice on Thursday. Uh, he was limited on, on, at Wednesday's practice, but the shoulder injury was never considered serious, uh, and the Saints are likely just limiting his reps. He's an every-week wide receiver one in all formats, especially with a home game against the Rams this Sunday. Okay, uh, where are we now? Seattle Seahawks. Coach Pete Carroll express, expects running back Chris Carson, uh, who has was listed as questionable with hip and groin injuries, to play in Week 9 against the Chargers. Uh, there was some concern, I think, over his status after he got a midweek downgrade. Uh, and he looks, but I would say at this point, he looks on track to play. Uh, it seems like he's likely going to be a game-time decision. 
at less than 100%. It's possible that the Seahawks scale back Carson's carries after a massive Week 8 workload. Uh, Mike Davis stands to benefit potentially as Carson's backup. Okay, Doug Baldwin uh, was a full participant at Thursday's practice. He's battling a minor knee issue. He will be playing on Sunday against the Chargers, but he's certainly not playing at 100% right now. Uh, so I really shouldn't say minor knee injury. It's been kind of a, something of an outstanding issue, but, uh, but he is fully expected to play. Um, he's been playing about 80% of the Seahawks snaps when healthy, uh, but he's been losing work, particularly red zone work, to Tyler Lockett and David Moore, who have been majorly stepping up this season. So Baldwin is really nothing more than a wide receiver three at this point. Okay, uh, on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was not listed on the Steelers' final injury report for Week 9 against the Ravens. He's dealing with a broken finger, but it's on his non-throwing hand. Uh, he finished the week with full practices on Thursday and Friday after sitting out Wednesday's session. Roethlisberger has struggled in Baltimore throughout his career, which lowers him to back-end QB1 status for Week 9. Okay, it is now time for a weekly routine Le'Veon Bell update. I should really create uh, its this uh, its own theme music for this segment. I get the sense that Le'Veon Bell uh, in this situation will be a news item for the rest of the season. Uh, Le'Veon Bell remains away from the Steelers. Uh, Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio brought up an interesting thought Tuesday after Bell was not traded ahead of the trade deadline. Uh, it's possible that the sides have something of a informal agreement that if Bell doesn't show up at all this year, uh, the Steelers will agree to not re-tag him next spring and grant him the free agency he so badly craves. Uh, it's pretty clear at this point that neither side wants anything to do with each other. Um, at this point, it's looking increasingly likely that Le'Veon Bell does not play this season, period. Uh, really a quite a shocking story. One of the more interesting stories, I think, in recent football history. Um, okay, on to the Houston Texans. Kiki Kuti has officially been ruled out for week nine against the Broncos, uh, missing his second week in a row with a hamstring injury. Kuti and, uh, uh, will, will not be traveling with the team to Denver. Um, sort of hybrid running back wide receiver Tyler Irvin should see a majority of slot reps without Kuti, uh, but the team could scale back three wide sets altogether and feature, feature Ryan Griffin and Jordan Thomas in multiple tight end, align, tight end alignments instead. Uh, the rookie's absence is an uptick for DeAndre Hopkins, who should see all the targets he can handle with Irvin and new arrival Demarius Thomas alongside him. Uh, Texans coach Bill O'Brien expects running back Deontay Foreman to practice next week. Uh, he's been eligible to practice since last month, but hasn't been uh, cleared. Uh, he's been on the PUP list all season, uh, recovering from an Achilles injury. Uh, practicing next week would start the 21-day window to activate him. With an upcoming buy, the Texans may be targeting a Week 11 return for Foreman. Uh, okay, on to the Tennessee Titans. Wide receiver Corey Davis will play in Week 9 against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he was limited throughout the week, but promptly removed from the team's injury report on Saturday, was dealing with a hamstring injury. He'll be on the field, but he arguably has the toughest individual matchup on paper against Byron Jones, Pro Football Focus's number two cornerback among 117 qualifiers. Consider Davis a low-end wide receiver, too, uh, pretty much only because of the 16 bye week. Okay, and lastly, the Minnesota Vikings. ESPN Courtney Cronin reports that Stephon Diggs is in doubt for Sunday's game with the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's been questionable all week with a rib injury. Uh, 
the Vikings promoted Chad Beebe from the practice squad, a sign that they don't expect Diggs to be active. He played through his injury on Sunday night, but is on seems to be on the wrong side of questionable after not practicing all week. The Vikings have incentive not to push Diggs with an upcoming bye in Week 10. Uh, Kyle Rudolph and Laquan Treadwell will see increased targets if Diggs sits. And finally, according to ESPN Vikings reporter, uh, again, Courtney Cronin, uh, Dalvin Cook will be on the field for around 8 to 12 plays against the Lions in Week 9. This differs slightly from the number number given by Ben Gosling of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, who heard that Cook will Cook will play 15 to 20 snaps at most. Either way, it's clear that he will not see anywhere close to a full workload in his first game back from uh, a nagging hamstring injury that's been dogging him all year. Latavius Murray will see maybe a slight workload reduction upon Cook's return, though it probably won't be enough to take him off of the running back to map. And that will do it for news and notes week nine. Thank you so much as always for tuning into the candlestick kids fantasy podcast. I hope you smash your leagues this week. Uh, Make sure you email your comments and questions to tckpod at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on Instagram, send us a DM uh, at the candlestick kids, hashtag uh, tckpod. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Looking forward to seeing you all again next week for Sky Guasco. I'm Daniel Stancato and we are Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.